Hello, everyone, and welcome to High Performance Pathways, Episode 4. I'm your host, Court Whitman. And I'll tell you, I'm super excited about this episode for two reasons. Number one, we upgraded the audio. Hey, your voice was heard, and you said, hey, Court, your audio is subpar. So we upgraded it with a professional microphone, and I hope that your listening experience is much improved today as compared to episodes one and two. Number two, we have an incredible guest today, Larry Long Jr., the sales magician. So let's get it. For new listeners, High Performance Pathways is a purpose-built and specially selected collection of someone's experience as they discuss how they understand discover, and chase high performance in their life. This content is collected during a one-on-one interview and then shared with you. Why? Because I believe everyone has a different path to high performance. And hearing about the paths that other professionals have journeyed along is informative and inspiring. During each episode of High Performance Pathways, it is my intent to do five things for you. Number one, connect. Connect you to someone else to build relationships. Number two, question to understand. Number three, share to raise perspective. Number four, teach to increase competence. And number five, inspire to trigger your growth. Hey, look, one additional note to cover as you continue listening. This podcast is raw, meaning there is no post-production editing, we record live and we deliver it to you exactly as it was recorded. Hey, my guest today is Larry Long. Larry is a former NCAA Division I baseball player at Maryland, where he was elected and served as a team captain, as a member of the National Leadership Honor Society, and received the Sigma Circle Leader of the Year Award. Larry is an experienced sales leader with a demonstrated history of success in software as a service sales. Tech. Larry's a tech guy, and I know everyone is fired up about tech these days. Larry's very passionate about specifically coaching and helping sales professionals take what Larry calls their game to the next level. Larry brings a unique experience to the table and understands many of the challenges faced by sales professionals. Heck, he's been doing it his whole career. His areas of experience include sales training, team development, leadership, and motivations. And he's worked with organizations at all stages, from the startup to the publicly traded. Currently, Larry is the Director of Collegiate Sales for Teamworks Innovations Incorporated, a signature software-as-a-service company located in Durham, North Carolina, with the mission to help more than 2,000 college and professional teams connect and collaborate so their programs can focus on winning. Larry, hey, brother, thank you so much for checking in with us today to share your perspectives on high performance. Hey, Corey, thank you. I'm super excited to be here today. Looking forward to this and uh, can't wait to connect with you as well as your listeners. Wonderful, man. Hey, this is High Performance Pathways, boss. So let's just start right there to establish that foothold for this conversation. And we're going to build that out as we move forward. Larry, it's clear 
to me, my friend, that you've performed at an incredibly high level. I mean, a Division I athlete selected to play in the ACC Conference baseball at Maryland. And I'll tell you what, I got tremendous respect for baseball. It's on that dream list. I mean, I, I wish I could have hit, hit a home run at some point. It's hard enough for me just to connect with the daggone baseball. Uh, and I think hitting that baseball runs a close second to dunking a basketball. But uh, you've also owned and operated MVP Baseball and Softball Academy. And you've had an extensive career in sales that continues to gain momentum. And brother, that is impressive. So Larry, again, so the listeners can understand your perspective on high performance. I'm super curious. They're super curious. What does high performance mean to you, Larry? And how would you define high performance in your own terms? Well, first of all, thanks so much for, for that great intro. I'm, uh, I'm flattered. Uh, I'm blushing. <laughs> Certainly appreciate that. But a uh, great question. Uh, high performance for me is really when I'm operating at uh, an elite, kind of a superior, better than average, better than most, uh, and really best that I can be uh, type level. And, and being able to do that at a consistent basis uh, while also looking to continue to, quote, unquote, step my game up as well as bring others, lift others up uh, as well. Uh, when you think about firing on all cylinders, really on, on the personal life, on the spiritual life, on the professional life, uh, when you've got everything that's just rocking and rolling, you're setting goals and you're accomplishing those goals and you're stretching those goals and you're hitting those, that's really what I think of when it comes to high performance. There, there's a, uh, a saying, if you're good, why not be great? And if you're great, why not be spectacular? And if you're spectacular, why not take it to the next level and be legendary or, or like what I like to say is epic? I'm trying to take my game to epic levels, uh, and really that's what I look at in terms of high performance. Hey, man, I love it. I'm freaking fired up right here. Some of the words that you use just resonate deeply within me, man. I, I love the word legendary. Everyone wants to be a legend. I mean, you know, I, heck, I want to be a legend, legend tied to legacy. Larry, man, let me just echo back for a second here what I heard you when you talked about how it is you define high performance in your life. First, you said it's operating at an elite, above average level, number one. Number two, you said on a consistent basis, which I think is really important. In some cases, it's easy to do it once, harder to do it twice, but really incredible to make it repeatable. And then I think that I really enjoyed the fact that you said in that ability to operate on an elite level and above the norm consistently, there, there's a desire in you also to stretch, to improve yourself and to bring the team along with you, which I love you kind of stepped your toe into that because we talked about not only yourself, but as you envision your high performance, it extends to a team that you're responsible for managing. And that could be your family or it could be the colleagues you have at work. And the final thing I heard from you here that I think is important for listeners to hear is having a goal orientation. So Larry, thanks for dropping that knowledge, my friend. Super powerful. Now, Larry, let me be honest here, man. I have served as a salesman in my career, and I think that it takes a very, very gifted person to excel in areas of business development, and sales. Hey man, you've sold, you've managed and directed sales teams, you've trained sales professionals, you've delivered keynote speeches on sales best practices, and you've even written articles 
that help people understand prospecting tips. So Larry, as a director of sales today, I'm really curious, man, what top two or five habits have you adopted from your experience as a competitive baseball player? Because I think this informs our future performance, this, this, this athletic experience. So what have you drawn upon maybe from participation in competitive sports to perform at an incredibly high level today? Yeah, that's an absolutely great question. And I, first of all, I've, I've just been blessed uh, with all the experiences uh, throughout my life, uh, experiences with my family, with my friends, colleagues, teammates, just truly been blessed. But when, when you look at the habits and, and, and really the habits, is that, that's the key word right there. What are you doing on a continuous basis? The first one is hard work. And, and, when, and, and I interview a lot of people. Everyone says, I work hard. Uh, but what I found is a lot of folks are fooling themselves and you, you can't cheat hard work. <laughs> it really comes through <laughs> crystal clear whether you really worked hard, uh, if you were really about it, or if you were just talking about it. Talk is cheap. Uh, a, a lot of folks are not willing to do what it takes. Uh, they like to take the easy path. I know that uh, Rory Vaden has a book called Take the Stairs, and he just talks about an observation of seeing people go to the gym, and they've got the option to, to, to walk up the stairs or to take the escalator, and the majority of people are taking the escalator. It's like, whoa, you're going to the gym, but you're cutting corners. Come on now. Uh, number two, it's in the details. It really is. The little things mean so much. I, I've been blessed. I had a VP. Uh, at a company called SageWorks, Jay Borkowski, and he said, hey, there was a study that was done of horses. I don't, I'm not into horse races, but they looked at the number one horse and the number two horse. They looked at the combined times throughout the season, and they were off by tenths of a second. Uh, that was the separation between number one and number two. But when you looked at their earnings, their earnings were significantly higher for that number one horse. So that just tells you that it really is in the details. Number wow. three, what I've learned is relationships are key. Uh, there's a saying, it's not what you know, but it's who you know. I'm going to take that a step further. And I actually learned this from a sales trainer, Steve Noodleberg, down in Florida. He said, Larry, it's not what you know. It's not who you know, but it's who knows you, who trusts you, who believes in you that really makes things happen. He said the difference between contacts, people you know, and contracts, people that you work with on a professional level is the letter R. And that R stands for relationships, genuine relationships. Uh, I said it earlier, but you've got to have a growth mindset. It doesn't matter how great you think you are. There's always room for improvement. And if you don't have the self-awareness to know that you can always uh, learn, you can always be better, if you're not flexible, uh, you're really going to miss out on those opportunities. I mean, I'm a big sports fan. And you look at the best baseball players, Mike Trout. You look at the best basketball players, Russell Westbrook, averaging a triple-double. They're always looking for ways to step their game up and get to the next level. And they're, they're, they're leveraging coaches. They're, they're leveraging folks that are going to shoot it to them straight to help them get to that next level. Uh, the last one I've got is you got to have fun. And, Court, you've been around me enough to know that I've always got a smile on my face because I'm going to enjoy each and every moment that I have uh, on this earth, in my job, working with the people that I work with, because life is too short to not enjoy yourself. Now, on the flip side, I've got a bonus for you here. There's two habits that I've, I've been challenged with and that I'm actively trying to work with. And number one is balance. Uh, because I am uh, so driven to be successful, 
sometimes my work gets out of whack. That balance gets the, the tipping of the scales goes towards the work and I miss out on the family, which isn't good. And I know that. But, but as we said before, knowing isn't doing. So I'm trying to be intentional to really get that balance. And then the second area is discipline. And specifically for me, it's the discipline with the food. I'm not as active as I used to when I played baseball in Maryland. And I love to eat. Uh, Lord knows I haven't missed a meal in, in however long. But uh, having that discipline of, of, of doing and acting uh, the way that I know that I need to. We all know what we should be doing. Uh, and I know for me, I shouldn't be eating fried food, but every time I look at my watch, the clock says it's bow time. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Hey, Larry, I, man, I got to say, man, what a beautiful account of, of five habits that have just, I mean, it's clear, man, that have just really impacted your life. And, and it's, it doesn't surprise me at all that the success that you've had professionally as you reflect on these things. And so for our listeners, I just want to roll through these five things real briefly and succinct to summary what Larry said. Larry said the five habits that enable him to perform at a high level are number one, hard work. Number two, a focus on the details. Number three, relationships. And I love the fact that it talks about it's not who you know, but who knows you. And that knowing of you that's founded in, do they trust you? And do they believe you? And I think believe is founded in sincerity and competence. And then number four, you got to have a growth mindset. Number five, have freaking fun. I could not agree with you more, Larry, and I thank you for laying this down. Now, hey, you took it a step further, and you even stepped into some vulnerability here, man. And you said, hey, Court, check it out. I do some things well, right? And this is what I reflected on that's helped me, but I'm also struggling in some areas. And so, hey, partner, you know, I don't want to turn this into a coaching conversation, but I have one perspective to share with you that I think may resonate with our listeners because I coach around the word balance all the time. And so, my perspective would be, could you substitute the word balance? Because when I see balance, I see a scale. And that, on that scale, family and work are balanced, right? Hey, man, never going to happen. All right? It's never going to happen. So let's just shit can the word balance and let me enter the word fulfillment, right? How can you find fulfillment in your life? And I think that may be that your work and life Situation is out of balance, meaning you might work a 16-hour day and only get two at home before you lay it down, but that means you have to exercise the discipline on the next day or in some sort of a commitment to reinvest more time, if we're talking about time here, with family to the neglect of that same 16-hour day or in whatever else it is for you that you frame fulfillment to be in your life. So, Entering fulfillment, asking you to scratch balance and see how that impacts your life. Hey, brother, the discipline thing is tough. I'm with you. Uh, I would say the best way to, you know, increase discipline in your life is going back to what you talked about for high performance. Have a goal orientation. And that goal could be simple, man. I'm going to drink water today instead of the Coke. Or like you said, I'm going to walk away from the fried foods and pick something different. If you take it from a goal perspective, I think that sometimes can be helpful. So, all right, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks. Clearly, man, you are living life full throttle, brother. I can feel it in you every time we get together. I feel it in you as we talk through this podcast. You motivate Larry and you inspire. Bottom line, man. And so I'm curious, what inspires you? 
to function at such a high level in both your personal and professional life? Great question, Court. And I just want to say thank you for, uh, I love that fulfillment uh, in lieu of balance. And I mean, you just took it back to the basics right there. I, I love that KISS method uh, of keep it super simple. I think I might have messed that acronym up, but I, I've been known to do that. As, as far as my inspiration, it, it's, uh, uh, oh goodness, it, it really starts with my faith, just, just my belief and, and, and belief in my purpose on this earth. I, I think that I was, I was meant to be here to help others, to inspire others, to give the others. Uh, in this world, there's really kind of two people. There, there's those that want to take everything that, that they can take and just, just give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Uh, for me, my mindset is how much can I give? How much can I, can I help others? Uh, that's really where I get passion from and I get inspiration from. And I think that really, it boils down to, I grew up in veterans administration, VA hospitals. Both of my parents served uh, veterans. They, they were not veterans themselves, but uh, they made it a point from a young age, uh, seven years old, that uh, it was going to be a requirement that I volunteer at the VA hospital and I give back to these folks, these veterans that have given so much. Uh, they, they've given so much for us to be free. And I want to say thank you for your service, Court, because I do know your background and uh, to all the veterans out there, certainly appreciative uh, to, have, uh, to, to have you serve us. Uh, I'm also inspired by my family. So uh, both of my parents, uh, my father passed away three years ago, and uh, he really inspired me coming from Baltimore City, uh, first one from his family to graduate high school, to go on and get a track scholarship at University of Maryland, to go on to get his MBA and really take his game to the highest level, just being able to witness that. Uh, I would be doing him a disservice uh, if I went about life and, and just kind of plodding and plugging along and just believing that average was okay. Uh, he taught me, not just from his words, but most importantly, his actions, uh, as well as my mom, that uh, hard work and, and really it's a commitment and it's a responsibility that we have uh, to maximize our ability to help others. Uh, my, my current family, I've got two young kids, my nine-year-old son, Trey, Larry Long III, uh, my daughter, Lucia, five years old, as well as my wife, Maria, really been blessed, but I owe it to them to serve as that leader of the family, uh, to show them the way, uh, as well as to learn from them. I, I learned my son just started fourth grade two days ago, and I'm learning from him each and every day. Uh, my wife has a unique perspective. She's from Argentina and just the way of life there and, and her upbringing. Uh, I'm learning there, but really inspiration by my faith my family, my friends, as well as acquaintances, colleagues, everyone I've come into contact with. I'm just really inspired to be the best that I can be, not just selfishly for myself, but really to provide others with uh, an example that, hey, even you can make it happen. Even you, looking in the mirror, can make it happen. So uh, I hope those words right there inspire someone who's listening uh, to this podcast that, hey, take a look in the mirror and just repeat after me. Only I can make it happen. Now, you can make it happen with the help of others, but it starts with you. Great question, Court. Hey, Larry. Uh, mic drop. I don't even know if we need to do anything else on this podcast, man. I mean, good gracious, man. I, all I can say is that as I'm sitting here listening to you, I feel like I'm right there with you, man. W what an incredible account uh, and, and an ability to connect with someone, right? 
uh, you talked about family, and I think everybody can get behind family, right? Regardless of the family dynamic and situation you find yourself in, I think family can, people can identify with family and stories about family. Um, faith. I love what you shared there too and, and how that drives your inspiration. And then, of course, the challenge statement you just dropped. You know, I love it, man. And let me add to that because I really enjoyed this point that you made. You said, in life, there's takers and there's givers. And so let me add to Larry's reflection on take a look in the mirror. Right now, take a look inside yourself and say, hey, am I a taker or am I a giver? And see where that reflection leads you. All right, brother, let's, uh, let's talk about management now. Clearly, you are a guy that knows this well, right? And I, I have a tremendous following of listeners out there that are thirsty for information about how to perform at a high level as a manager, right? How to perform at a high level as a leader, right? And so I talk about this all the time. I was just last week at West Point during day four of the preseason practice for their football program as they get rolling this season. And I talked about leadership and management and specifically differentiated those two words because I think there's a lot of confusion in this space. And so, Larry, just to kind of set conditions here before we jump off and into this leadership conversation and management conversation, let me share with you how I view these two words very differently. Leadership for me is influence, period. Management, however, I define as the supervision of people and projects in order to accomplish tasks, missions, and assignments, period. And I argue in order to be a high-performing manager, you must also be an effective leader. However, you can be an effective leader without being a manager. And I want to encourage people listening again. Now, this comment will never get old for me. Everyone is leading. People are making decisions within the first seven seconds of you showing up in the room because you influence, i.e., court to court, you lead. So lead today, everyone. So Larry, hey man, can you reflect back on your time in management, in managerial roles, or watching folks manage? What two to five habits have you discovered that are foundational to high-performing sales managers? Great question. Once again, Corey, you're bringing the fire here. So first of all, great distinction between management and leadership. And, and you're absolutely correct. Even without the title of being a manager, of, of being in management, you can be a leader. Now, with the title of being a manager, uh, what, what I've identified and what I think about is really three things. The first one is you've got to genuinely care about the folks that you're managing. And folks smell, they can smell BS. They can tell whether you're really in it to win it and you really care about them holistically. Uh, sometimes folks and, and managers, they, they only care about what can you do for me? Well, what can you do for me here in the office? What I found is uh, folks really will, will they'll run through walls for you if you really care about them holistically. How's everything going at, at, at home? How's everything going in your life? Hey, let's talk about your goals. What are you trying to accomplish? And if you show that genuine care, and, and it's not just what you're talking. Talk is cheap, but what are you actually doing? What do your actions reflect in terms of do you genuinely care about your folks? Uh, number two, and this is any relationship, communication is key. Uh, just constant communication to nurture 
and grow and strengthen that relationship, it, 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 it's tough. It, it takes work. <laughs> but what I found in, 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 in both uh, my relationships as a manager and relationships with uh, my managers is that having that open line of communication where we can both share openly and honestly, it just strengthens that bond and allows us all to, to really grow and learn and, and accomplish things that we never would have thought we could accomplish. Uh, the third one, it's energy. And uh, some people call me Hokey. They're like, ah, Larry, he's, he's all about that, that glass being half, half full. And, and actually, from my father, that glass is 100% full. <laughs> Shoot. Energy is contagious. And essentially, I mean, if you put a smile on your face and you look at someone, they've got to smile back. They've got to smile back. So it's really being able to energize. And, and as you said in your intro, being able to inspire others. And, and you've got to be genuine. You can't, if people can smell, they, they, can, they can see right through it if you're faking it. But if you truly believe and you're truly genuine, you're energized about what you're trying to accomplish, you're energized about helping and caring for people, I mean, that, that's really, for, for me, those are what I deserve uh, to be the best uh, managers and, and the best traits for managers to have. Incredible, man. Uh, signature three, I love it. If you guys got to pull over to the side of the road and write this down, Larry's got care, communication, and bring the freaking energy. Those are the things that Larry attributes to being a high-performing man. Again, thank you so much for laying that down. Let's, let's talk now, talk about the team, right? So as the managers, clearly you're responsible for a team. So, you know, what two to five habits have you discovered that are foundational to high-performing sales teams? Yeah, this is a good one. And I mean, my career, I'm, I'm on the 10th stop of my professional career. I guess you could say I'm a uh, professional journeyman. I, I've been big companies, small companies. I've owned my own business. But I, as far as teams and as far as sales teams, it's not unique from sports teams. Uh, number one, I mean, you've got to, everyone on the team has to care about uh, what you're trying to accomplish. They, they, they've got to care because if you don't care and they don't care, you're not going to get anywhere. Uh, number two, you've got to be aligned. You've got to have that buy-in that, hey, we're in this thing together. And we know that together, uh, I think the definition of team is together, everyone achieves more. Uh, once again, people are like, oh, that's hokey. But once again, I mean, I'll take that hokey all day, every day. Because that, that belief, Henry Ford says it best, whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. So I'm going to choose and I'm going to make a conscious decision to believe that we can, and, and we will, and we're going to put in the work to get it done. Number three, they're collaborative. When you talk about a team, they're, 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 they're team-oriented. They're focused on others. They're, they're focused on getting their job done, but they also want to see the people around them thrive. They're, they're celebrating success. When you look at minor league baseball, it's funny, uh, because I have some, 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 some former teammates that played minor league baseball, and they said it's interesting because you're on the same team, but if I'm a pitcher and you're a pitcher, I'm essentially kind of hoping and wishing that you have a bad outing. I'm hoping that that guy at the big leagues gets hurt because that's the only way that I can uh, progress my career and move up. That doesn't really bode well for a successful team element. We've got to be cheering each other on sincerely and want to see everyone succeed. Now, that's an interesting dynamic there in minor league baseball, but I see it all the time in, in, in sales as well, where, where sales reps are like, hey, I – 
I don't, I don't want you to thrive. I want to be number one on the board, and that's just a bad, bad recipe right there. Uh, and the fourth one is really accountability. High-performing teams, they're not afraid to hold each other accountable. Uh, when you get folks that are tiptoeing around issues uh, and not bringing them out to the forefront, there's a lot of background chatter and gossip going on. That's kind of like the crab pot. You're slowing down the boat. You're slowing down our, our, our mission and our opportunity to succeed. So I would say those are kind of the four major uh, things that I've seen in terms of high-performing teams. Hey, man, I love it. Let me just, uh, let me just recount and, uh, and read back here to what I heard from you uh, on those four habits to, to high-performing sales teams. Number one, you said care about, I, th- I think you said what's going on, care about what they're committed to. I-, I can't remember the right word there, brother, but the word that resonated for me is the mission. What are we trying to accomplish? And I would say that let's not forget that it's the burden of responsibility for the manager to have that mission and to effectively communicate that out to the team so that that care can be established. So number two, you said alignment. I think when you do have that mission that everyone cares about, effectively communicated out, you can get to alignment. I mean, I think, I think there's a desire for people to, to understand why. Why are we doing this? And you, you actually have to engage in that conversation to get alignment to occur. Number three, you gotta be collaborative. And number four, I really love the fact, Larry, that you introduced accountability here because I'm thinking back to your high performance definition at the start, you talked about a goal orientation. And I'll tell you, it is a train wreck out there for teams that cannot hold people accountable to the goals that they've established. In my work today, it's one of the number one things that I'm coaching around because it's hard. That collaborative environment has to become a little bit difficult now. The manager has to be comfortable with having a difficult conversation. But here's what I'll say. If you don't establish those goals up front, it's a whole lot harder to hold someone accountable. So don't wait to go to when goals are not being accomplished to then talk about trying to hold someone accountable. Would you agree with me on that, Larry? 100%. 100%. Yeah, and I just think it's really important to to set those conditions effectively up front if you're out there responsible for managing, if you're out there responsible for leading others in the work that you do. Again, I think I think you, I think I dropped off there for a second because I feel like my 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 hand was certainly on the mute button. So let me go through that again. Hey, is, is there an is there an event, Larry? You've shared a lot with us where you can describe um, specifically for us where you've performed at an incredibly high level. You know, why did you have that success per se? You know, what was the situation? What was the hindrance? What results did you? 
deliver? What actions did you take? And maybe a lesson learned. And I know there's a lot to that, but we're really just interested, my friend, in, in, in something about you and your life where you feel like, man, I just, I crushed it. Great question. Glad to have you back. I think you did drop for a, a few seconds, but glad to have you back. Great question. Uh, really, I, I would have to, to touch on, it was my last professional experience before Teamworks. Uh, I was at a, a startup called uh, Pendo. I was employee number 40, came into a team uh, that had three lead generation reps, uh, pretty much uh, going out and filling the funnel. And uh, the challenge was that the, the reps didn't want to pick up the phone and call, and they wanted to hide behind emails. They were sending out 2,000 emails each uh, per month, and I think they made a total of 16 calls uh, for the month. So coming in and really changing that mindset, growing the team, and, and really putting in a team that was going to reflect the mission at hand and, and making sure that we were going to do it the right way. So uh, I really, over the, the two plus years that I was there, I was able to grow the team from three to 22. Uh, when I left, I was employee number 40. When I left, we were, we were knocking on the door of 200 uh, total employees. I think they're now close to 350. Uh, our goal was to triple revenues. Uh, triple revenues again in year two, and then double, double, double as the, the five-year triple, triple, double, double, double. Uh, while I was there, we were able to triple. We were able to triple again, and then on my way out, they were able to accomplish the double, which is absolutely phenomenal when you look at the software space. But really, the, the biggest key learning there is it, it's really about the people, uh, the, the people that you surround yourself. I, I heard a, a podcast the other day, and uh, the, 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 the speaker said that you can look around at the five people you spend the most time with, and that's really, you're, you're a collection, you're a conglomeration of those folks. So uh, I know my mom used to always talk about the company that you keep, uh, the people you surround yourself with, and it's so true. This, this was just a great example. We were able to bring in folks that were bought in, uh, folks that believed, and it's one of those things where everyone believes it's impossible uh, until someone does it. And if you look at that word and you break down the word impossible, I think it spells out I am possible. And that's really what we were able to provide because there were so many folks that were saying that's impossible. There's no way you can do that. Oh, it's just not going to happen. And we pretty much tuned that out and said, watch us. <laughs> so that would be my example of, of really where, where not only I was clicking at a high performance level, but the team was clicking at a high performance level. And I can tell you, we had a ton of fun. I don't know too many people that don't have fun when you're setting goals that are really aggressive, you're hitting those goals. That's just a whole lot of fun. And when you're doing it with uh, like-minded folks, I mean, we had a diverse crew, but everyone was about it. They were about getting stuff done. I guess you call that GSD. And I mean, I like to call my team, every team that I manage, I like to call them uh, FIDO. And uh, Fido is not the name of my dog. I'm actually afraid of dogs. I've got a, a little 4.3 pound Pomeranian at home. His name is Shaq. But Fido <laughs> stands for <laughs> it stands for forget about it. Uh, I'm going to keep this uh, PC. Forget about it. Drive on. So so essentially, uh, I'm looking for folks, and I talked about being epic earlier. And this is I, I interview folks all the time. When I when I look uh, for folks to join my team, I want them to exemplify being epic. And, and that for me is E is entrepreneurial. You got to have that entrepreneurial spirit of you get out of, you get out of anything what you put in. 
The P is preparation and planning. Are you ready? Have you, have you put yourself in a position to have success? The I is internal drive and desire. We all get hit with obstacles. I want people to say, Fido, forget about it, drive on. I'm going to find a way over. I'm going to find a way around. If I have to, I'm going to go under that obstacle. And if I really have to, boom, I'm going to go right through that obstacle. And then the C is communication. I'm starting to get fired up. I've got to slow myself down and enunciate my words. But being able to communicate both verbally as well as written is absolutely key to having success. So those are really the uh, – those are really some of the keys of when myself and the team, we were performing at a high level and we were able to achieve just some spectacular results. Hey, Larry, I love it, man. I'm ready to freaking strap the pads on and take the field, boss, uh, especially when you got in the zone there, start slapping your hands, and you're moving me around here on this podcast. Uh, incredible acronyms that I think can be really applicable as people walk away from from this episode, we talk about Epic, you talk about Fido. And one thing I kind of wanted to just reiterate on here as I listened to that incredible account of when you performed at such a high level there at Pendo. And by the way, what an amazing deliverables that you just went through for us there um, in revenue and in people. But, but it's all about the people is what I heard as well. And you talked about how in in your own ways, are you motivating and influencing, inspiring and managing and leading those people in that particular moment? And I want to come back to the word that I don't know that you used, but that resonated with me that I think is really important to have an experience like that replicate again for you in your life or for someone else you're listening. And it's, it's fit and an F I T fit, right? It's really incredibly important that that when you bring new people into your team, like Larry did, and you can see the results he was able to deliver on, that they're the right fit for your team. And what we're talking about here is what is the cultural norm? What are the organizational norms? What are the core values that you hold as a manager for the team that you're leading? Have you defined them? And can you effectively communicate them out? Because if you can't, you're going to have a real hard time figuring out if this new applicant, this new candidate, that you're looking to bring in to grow your team fits. So I just want to encourage folks, especially those making decisions on growing the team, you know, look beyond the resume, look beyond the subject matter expertise that is there and spend some time on assessing fit. And a way to do that is through core values and value alignment. So, hey, my friend, Larry, you got anything else on that, man? I mean, uh, certainly you don't have to, my friend, but uh, anything else you just wanted to, to, to share? Court, Court, you're a wise man, and uh, when you talked about the values, which is so important because a lot of times values are just uh, niceties, you, know, you put them up on a wall or you have them on a sticky note, and uh, to be able to live those core values and, and to really manage around those core values and to, to find folks that fit within those core values and really live it uh, is a huge difference, and it really starts, it starts with the people. Oftentimes, it starts from the top. So it starts with the senior leadership team and the executives. They really set the tone because if they're talking a good game but they're not living it, you really can't expect anyone else to buy in and anyone else to hop aboard that train. So you're spot on, as always, in terms of that fit, in terms of those values. Uh, I love it. Yeah, and, and I thank you. Again, something else resonate with me as you brought, brought up those comments. And I think – you mentioned about 
the burden of responsibility to, again, I'm going to say the A word, accountability, right? Let's not forget that we must hold our team accountable from a behavioral place, from a cultural norm place, from a core value place, right? As well as those performance metrics. So again, just sharing that. And that, that needs to start at the highest level, right? And, the, and, and, and if you are that president, if you are that founder, that CEO, or that manager of folks, just know that it matters that you take a look at conduct and behavior as much as performance. So, hey, man, I think that's a wrap. Episode four here, right? Larry, thank you so much for, for, for dropping that knowledge for us and for everyone tuned in here. Like we always do, it's time to invite you, my friend, to break us on out and get us into our day incredibly charged. And so we, we, we really treasure this moment, my friend. We treasure the moment when we allow our guests to come in and add their signature rubber stamp on what I call the breakdown. And let me coach you up real quick, my friend, on how this is going to work. Really simple. I'm going to say the word breakdown, then I'm going to count out the numbers, one, two, three. And Larry, those are your preparatory commands. When you hear the number three, you're going to execute the breakdown, which is three claps, and note my demonstration, three claps, followed by a word. So it goes like this. Don't execute yet. I'm just demonstrating. Breakdown on three, one, two, three. Boom shakalaka, right? So you're going to come with three claps and then boom shakalaka because I just get fired up and I hope others do when we introduce that here to this episode. And hey, whatever moves you, brother, you can put your own signature stance on this breakdown. So Larry, you got me, you confused, you ready, my friend? I'm ready. I was born ready. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. All right, Larry. Breaking us out for episode four of High Performance Pathways. Break down on three. One, two, three. Boom, shakalaka. Only you can make it happen. Yeah, man. Only you can make it happen. Hey, so get out there and go make it happen in whatever way that you make meaning in that for yourself in this moment. Hey, to connect with Larry, please consider visiting his LinkedIn page at Larry Long Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by Court Whitman, Inspiring High Performance, a leadership coaching and consulting company with the vision to inspire high performance and the mission to unlock your hidden potential and develop your competence so that you can perform at incredibly high levels. And we're brought to you by the app Notecast. Use Notecast to stay, save snippets of podcasts as digital notes so that you never forget all of those thoughts or aha moments that come from a guy like Larry Long laying it down for you together here today on High Performance. You can download Notecast in the Apple Store or on Google Play, and you can find this episode and more episodes of High Performance Pathways at my website, www.courtwhitman.com or on Apple Podcast and on Spotify, listed as High Performance Pathways. Now get out there and chase high performance in your life.